You're listening to the City World Radio Network. High-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world. www.cityworldradio.com Good evening and welcome to Morse Mom Moments. What a special, special, special night we have for you. I am so thrilled and so honored to be celebrating one of my favorite people in the world, her 50th birthday, and a celebration of what it is she does and how amazing she is. And you're just not going to believe the story you hear tonight. Very quickly, thank you to all my returning listeners tonight and anyone new out there. Let me tell you, tonight was the night to join us because the story you're about to hear will knock your socks off and I'm telling you, will change your life without a doubt. Um, quickly, I'm Kathleen Smith. I founded Morph Moms about nine years ago. Our mission is to empower and connect and inspire women through the power of story. And again, that's what we do through the radio shows, through classes, through our conferences, which the next one will be June 3rd in Montclair, through the club, which is launching tomorrow morning, and so many other fun things. And I'll, I'll fill you in all on that, but I think at the end tonight, more importantly, the beginning tonight, we should devote to our guest, our honoree, and our birthday girl. Megan McDowell, the founder and CVO, the Chief Visionary Officer of HeartWorks, uh, a nonprofit organization devoted to acts of kindness, dedicated to continuing kindness that began on 9-11, and with the motto that we look inward, but we give outward. We receive with grace, we give with an open heart, and it's all about practicing gratitude. Okay, need I say more? Do you see what Megan has devoted her life to? So welcome, welcome, and happy birthday! Thank you, Kathleen. You know that I love being here with you. You're one of my favorite people, and I love when women are together with no facades, no ego, no issues with each other, just openly loving each other and having a good old time together. <laughs> and we do manage to do that together. We I must do say. manage to do that. It's so true. So what's very exciting tonight is Megan's birthday, as I mentioned, and not just and that we're at HeartWorks, which is literally... Just you, your heart grows ten sizes larger the second you approach this place. But what I want to talk to you about, and before we even get into that, again, you know, it's it's reflecting back on a half a century and fifty years of your life, and it is a time when you kind of sit back and you think, "What have I done? Like, what, what can, have I done enough? And what was there to do?" And I can't really imagine anyone that I know who's done more than you. Not in 50 years, much less in one night. The amount of people you touch in one night is more than many of us do in 50 years. And I, I want to celebrate that and acknowledge that. And you're so humble. I know you don't want to, but it needs to be said because it's so inspiring and empowering that others can do what you're doing and they can be a better person and you make them a better person. So that's my birthday wish to you and to everyone out there is we need to be more like Megan. So tell us about HeartWorks and tell us about the journey and what we're doing. So the very short version of a very long story um, is that my brother-in-law, John Farrell, was married to my sister, that Marianne, they had four kids. They were living in Basking Ridge, New Jersey on 9-11. Um, John was 41 years old, uh, working in the South Tower, and he went to work that day and did not return, and the entire world showed up at our doorstep. So what happened for me, Kathleen, was 
when I moved back from Boulder, Colorado, we moved back to our hometown of Bernardsville and Peapack Gladstone, New Jersey, my husband and I. Um, we had one child at the time, Madison. I was pregnant with my second. We now have three girls. Um, it felt like when we moved back here two years after 9-11 that the baby was kind of being thrown out with the bathwater and that the eye contact had stopped, the hugs had stopped, the um, judgment was back up. We all started to worry about what we were wearing or what car we were driving or what job we had or whatnot. And for me, that was like, oh, my God, people, we got to put the brakes on this. Let's continue the way that we were all treating each other after 9-11. I would bring my nieces and nephews to the grocery store to get milk, and people would stop and hug us. There was no bullshit. There was no nonsense. It was literally just love and support. And so I, during those first few months of being back in Bernardsville, just dedicated my life to creating an organization that continued that feeling, not only the giving, that everything that we do represents what people did for my sister that first year after 9-11, um, but also just the feeling and the honoring that we had of each other's life journeys, going more depthful than staying on the surface. And, you know, tonight, just to give everybody a visual, we're at our quote-unquote office, which is actually a house, um, and out on the front lawn is going to be 150, 160 women, um, and it's just going to be a love fest. When you're at the Heartworks house, there's no ego. There's no nonsense. Um, it's just really being together and knowing the truth of our lives and the depthfulness of all of our stories. And then also being able to have some cheese and crackers and a glass of wine. So that's what I'm so looking forward to tonight is that I have managed and I would highly encourage this for every woman and man out there to have people in your life that lift you up, have people in your life that you can be 100% yourself and you're not judged and people aren't talking about you behind your back, you're just loved. And that's, you know, I've kind of weeded out the people in my life um, that I wasn't for them and they weren't for me. And this tonight is me being surrounded by my besties and my loves and women that like to have a good time and also use our privilege and our the place that we live in the United States, a free country, the towns we live in, um, and just using that for the betterment of society as a whole. So when you moved back and you realized what was happening and just all around you, like everyone's situation, when you're, when you're so alone and at first you have the support and life goes on and it happens, you are left alone. And you came up with this ingenious, unbelievably gracious and kind idea, which became Heartworks. So tell us about that and how you decided to go about, you know, making this happen. Well, the process of that was that I was meeting really awesome women um, that I loved. I was in my late 30s at the time, early 40s. Um, and I was meeting up with really great women, um, and I didn't feel like we were doing enough. Like, I felt like we had kind of turned that switch off of the compassion and the reaching out of our own lives. And I noticed that women who had, you know, didn't work and had live-in nannies were struggling just as much as women that were going to work without the live-in nanny. The money, the not money, none of that really mattered. Everybody seemed to be struggling. And so my idea was, why don't we all get together, be honest and raw about what's happening in our lives, 
and give from our place of struggle to other people who are struggling. Our mission at HeartWorks is assisting and giving to people that are in the first 14 months of grief and illness. But I always say to people, don't just come to volunteer. Come from something that you have struggled with in your life. Come from that place of solidness that you were in a hard time and people either helped you or didn't help you. Give from that place. So it really was me, to be honest with you, selfishly, I didn't want to go back to the way things were. I wanted to keep these really depthful connections that come from women being open and honest with each other. So I kind of said to my playgroup and other friends, come, we're going to start meeting once a month. We're going to be real about our lives. And in the process of that, we're going to give to other people who are on their ass with either grief or illness. And how is it that you've carried that through today? Tell us the different ways you can get involved with HeartWorks and help others. So you know what? It's gone on for 15 years now. We're having our 15-year gala in March, which seems unbelievable. (laughs) Um, The ways that you can get involved is go to our website, which is www.njheartworks.org. We have monthly meetings the first Tuesday of every month. We have meditation groups. We have book clubs. self-help, self-growth awareness book club. We have um, labyrinth walks. We have gong meditation. We have prayer circles. So if you are looking for any of that in your life, you can come here. The giving is a part of what we do, but it's really important to us to self-reflect because I truly, truly, truly believe that what is going to heal our country and what is going to heal our world is everyone going more inward instead of more outward. And that's a balance that we do here about self-reflecting on our own lives and our own journeys. And then in the same process, a natural extension of that is giving to others. And in your short 50 years, you have done so much and touched so many lives, myself included, and Amy who's in a, here with us tonight, saying you've touched all of us. And I know each and every time you helped someone or reached out, it was just as important. But is there one, maybe one story you can share with us truly just reinforces every day you look back at you and this is why I did what I've been doing and this is why I'm going to continue to do that as well. Well I will tell you that my friend Colleen wouldn't mind me sharing the story that I have a friend Colleen who um, <clears throat> stumbled upon HeartWorks and kind of came in the front door and she didn't really know what she was in for and she starts coming to the meetings and she's like Megan I really like it here and I'm like you should come to the morning meditation Colleen you would really like it oh I've never meditated I would suck at meditating I said just do me a favor and just show up well we sat in one of the meditations probably she had been in it maybe six or eight weeks and um, she looked at me and said that her entire version of God was being shifted that she had always seen God as a as a, a a damaging God and that she had to behave herself and be a certain way and that I started talking to her about a loving God. And she told this story about when she was little, she was in the Catholic schools and the nuns had her put her hands over her eyes and close her eyes with her hands over her face to show her how dark her soul was. And I got out of my chair, and I moved across the room, and I grabbed her hands, and I looked her right in the eye, and I was bawling. And I said, Colleen, they lied to you. That is not true. That is not true. Those nuns didn't know any better. They were teaching you what they had been taught. It's not their fault. They just didn't know any better. God loves you, and you are enough as you are. And thank you, Jesus, she heard those words. And she absorbed them. So now when she comes to the house, 
she sees God in a different way. I, I literally said to her that I could go tomorrow and I've done my job. Like to shift somebody's viewpoint through what you're doing of God, that's a game changer. So that's the kind of stuff that happens here of just dropping our false understanding of God and of ourselves. And maybe we're not what we think we are. Maybe we're beautiful with one spanks on, two spanks on, no spanks on. I took off my spanks before I came here, by the way, to drill that point home. And saying she should have put hers on. I wish I found them. It's a bunch of spanks walking around the yard tonight. Um, but truly, just for women to come here and understand that our negative self-talk isn't necessarily true. And that when you come to HeartWorks, you're going to be able to give to other people and also just be in a forgiving environment. And I guess that starts with, like you said, forgiving yourself. Because looking inward is the only way you're going to benefit. And that's the only way you're going to rise open to That's right. That's right. And that's the only way that you can offer it to someone else is that when I've self-reflected enough so that when a woman comes in and she says, I'm on my ass, it's like I've been on my ass too. This is what I did that helped me you know, and just sitting with someone. But if I'm not going to look at that aspect of myself, if I'm going to pretend all the time that I have my A-game on, or I don't even know how to access my emotions or my true feelings, you're not able to do that for someone else. So it has to come from, and that's what, by the way, this love fest that's happening tonight for (laughs) Megan McDowell is all happening because I am truthful about my life. You know, just today I was having struggles with my outfit and how I looked and, oh, my God, this is like a lot. And I had no control over the party because my board and this committee stepped in and I was feeling so vulnerable. And I just reached out to one of my circles of friends and was like, can everybody just pray for me? Because I am struggling and I want to be in a good place when I show up tonight. Um, And just to be able to do that with each other. And that's like normal here to just say on an ordinary Tuesday, I'm struggling with something can you guys kick in with prayer or with words or remind me of something that's going to help me? What if we were all doing that with each other? What if the workplace was doing that? What if organizations were doing that? What if schools were doing that? Have that kind of support set up woman to woman and kid to kid and men to men. It'd be a different world. And, and I feel like that's honestly what we're doing here. Well, it is, it is what you're doing here. And Amy and I sitting here can attest to that. And I promise Megan she can get back out to the party. She's got a lot of people out there tonight. And we're going to have an interesting radio show tonight because we're going to speak to lots of different members of HeartWorks and give us their experiences, their memories, and their good wishes to Megan for her birthday and just uh, just touching so many people. But before I let you go, and I don't want to because, truth be told, I adore Megan and we could talk forever and ever and ever. Um, tell us something. So we've re- you've reflected on something that keeps you going from the past. What are you looking forward to in the next 50 years? a beautiful question. What I'm looking forward to in the next 50 years, Kathleen, is to relax into who I am, relax into my three daughters, relax into my husband, Eddie, relax into the women that are around me and the men that love me and that I have a good time with, and just drop the negative self-talk and really just be present with the gifts in my life because there's always going to be that voice saying you could be doing more, you could have more, you could be more, and I want to quiet that voice and just be grateful for what I have. And this is why. You see, this is why you want to be in the room with Megan McCall. This is why you want to be here celebrating in New Jersey, celebrating Megan's 50th birthday, but it's not just the 50th birthday. 
it's the 50 million people that you've touched. It's the 50 people outside tonight that you've changed their lives just by coming here tonight. It's There's so many different 50 in this equation. And we're all so grateful and honored to be a tiny little part of what you've accomplished and what you're doing. And thank you for letting us all be better people and making us all better people by forcing us to look inward so we can give out. So I'm going to let Megan go back to all her... Uh, everyone outside wants to talk to Megan. Happy, happy birthday, Megan. We're thrilled to be here. We love you, too. Love you. Happy, happy birthday. All right, so now we're going to talk to the people who are a part of the 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 HeartWorks world. Um, and how, and Amy, I, actually, I met Megan through Amy, who's in with us tonight. Um, we actually went to high school together, so we've been together for 50 years. Um, but tonight, uh, so Amy, we're going to talk about your experiences, Megan, also, and how you brought us together. But Kate Rizzo, the communications director of HeartWorks, has just walked in, another person to celebrate Megan's birthday. So, Kate, tell us a little bit about your experience with Megan and with HeartWorks and what it is you do. I just feel so fortunate to have found Megan and HeartWorks about three years ago. I started coming as a heart worker. And as of last summer, I started working here doing the communications. I do all of our social media, our emails, our outreach, and then kind of of jack-of-all-trades things around here, too. But um, being a part of HeartWorks has just opened my life in a way that I never expected. I just feel every day when I'm driving into work, I'm just like, oh, so happy I get to come there today. Because that really works. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. And I just know that um, it just feels so good to be a part of what we're doing here. And um, and the self-growth aspect as well. I've just grown personally by being a part of it. And, Amy, let me ask you, too. So you know Megan for quite some time. You've been involved with HeartWorks for quite some time and on the board as well. So tell us about your experience and, and how um, Kate was saying, it's not work. It's like it's it's your your it's like self improvement and self awareness as opposed to a job. So for years, um, I live in the same town, and I had been reading about HeartWorks. I uh, work at a nonprofit as part of my day job, and I'd always thought, oh, I, as soon as I have time, I want to do that. You know, reach out to Megan. I love what they're doing, um, and I just never end up having the time to do it. And one year, probably eight, ten years ago, Megan was on the soccer field and approached me. Both of our girls were playing. We have daughters that are the same age. And she said, are, you know, I heard you were working at a nonprofit. And, you know, I've started a nonprofit. I don't know if you – and I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> um, but I have to say, right away, there was a connection with Megan. And that's what – she's just so special. She makes you feel so – she's just warm and lo- – she just makes you feel loved. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, she's just a genuine, warm, loving person. Um, that brings light into the world. And she had asked me if I would, you know, consider getting more involved. And I said, I've been meaning to. And, you know, as soon as I met her, I thought, and she reminds me of you, Kathleen, which is why I said I wanted to introduce you to Okay, that's the best compliment I've ever received in my life. Not true, but, my God, I wish it was. <laughs> Beautiful, selfless women that really, truly just want to lift other women and bring women together and support each other. And you don't find that all the time. But you know it when it's genuine. And I felt that about you and all the wonderful work you do. And I literally felt that right away from Megan. And I said, I would do anything. I am honored. You don't have to ask me to get involved. I'm just like, so I've been involved um, at, the, at the board level. Um, but to Kate's point, it's just such an honor to be part of all this. Um, 
it's I learned I always tell the story Megan had shared with me um, early on in her early years when Megan found out she was pregnant with her first daughter it was either the night of Columbine or the night after it was right around the time of the Columbine shooting and they lived in Colorado at the time and she remembered going out to celebrate with her husband but she felt so uncomfortable because all the you know televisions around the in the restaurant were showing these horrible scenes and she she said she finally came to grips with it it took a little while but and and she always thinks now, you know, somebody's worst day is somebody else's best day, and that's okay. And we have to, like, realize that as long as we can be in that moment when somebody is down and we can all relate to it, we've all been down, let's try to lift that person up. But we also don't have to feel bad about having that great day despite, some, you know, somebody dies every day, but somebody's yeah. born at the same time. And, you know, so we have to just find that balance. And there's just something that HeartWorks does with helping us all find that balance. And that's what I love about it. It's um, it's real. It's genuine. We all can relate to both of those feelings, being, you know, the best day and the worst day. And if we can just all, you know, help each other through those moments, celebrate those highs, but be there for those lows for each other. Um, and that's what this place is all about. It just it brings that forward. And Megan has a special way of doing it. Megan said the other day at our monthly meeting, she had this great quote that I that I wrote down because, you know, I'm, in, I'm doing the communications. And she said that this, is a place that you come when your heart is broken and a place you come when your heart is full. And it really is because we will celebrate with you, but we will also hold you up when you need it. And that goes for the families we help. But the unique thing is it also goes for every single person that is on the inside of HeartWorks. We don't just care for the families. We care for each other. And I always tell the story of my first meeting ever coming to HeartWorks, Megan takes newcomers into the room and gives the little spiel about what we're all about. And right off the bat, she says, this is not about who's wearing the coolest clothes or the best shoes or whatever. This is not about, do you bake the brownies? Did you sign up for enough? And I was coming out of a world where I had been in so many different clubs and activities with kids. And I was kind of tired of that, um, surface level engagement and when I heard her talk I literally was like where has this been all my life like this is amazing this is a place where it's really truly about the work that we're doing and the relationships with other women and there is no tolerance for BS none and and I'm not saying that in a mean way it's just that it's a it's a refreshing way I can show up here looking like I just rolled out of bed for a meeting or I can get done up. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. And it's true. And, and working here too is just the best. I mean, who has a boss that just randomly will text you? I just want to let you know that I love you and I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's not your everyday experience. I mean, talk about feeling appreciated at work. <laughs> We talked about, well, Megan, we started talking about what goes on here. There's so many ways to get involved here. But one I think of the most special, or I, I think just, you know, there's no crying in baseball, usually my motto, but you're in tears pretty quickly when you just experience the emotions and the love and the generosity that you witness on the um, occasions when you'll put opportunities out to help others. And you'll tell stories of certain families that may be struggling or going through something terrible and they really, really, really need your help. And you'll put the stories out and to see the, the lines 
going up to the volunteers to help and put themselves out. I think it's one of the most moving, moving things I've ever seen. But can you tell me something that's really, really touched you both, really, really moved you, a certain experience, a certain story, when you saw something that you kind of knew, like, okay, this place is not like any other? Mm, there are so many. Oh, gosh. Amy, do you have a good one? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just one that comes to my head um, is, and it's tied related to um, some that I know, but I have a friend um, who I went to college with who lost her younger sister from cancer, and her younger sister had a few children. They don't live locally in this town, um, but I had shared the story, and, of course, Megan said, well, of course we're going to do something to help those kids and your friend, and so we ended up signing one of those beautiful cards, and Megan has these beautiful cards that we all sign in bright, colorful, um, you know, markers and pens, because um, she always talks about, you know, after 9-11 when they would get these dreary, sad cards with, like, you know, <laughs> just made her more sad, but so the bright colors really kind of lift people, and so anyway, we sent we sent something to them and, and made a gift card or something to take the, the children um, out to do something special that next holiday, and my friend wrote this most beautiful note afterwards and just said, you know, you never thought that getting a card from a bunch of strangers would have, she said, I was so touched. And it, I sat in the parking lot of the post office after she picked up, a, just bawling her eyes out. But she said, I felt it. Like she right. felt the love through the card. And, and that's what it's all about. We don't have to know each other. We don't have to, it, it's, you know, we do a lot in our local community, but we do a lot elsewhere. And it's really just about connecting and, again, reminding people that we're here for them. And people are thinking of you from afar and yeah. nearby, and we're here to support you, and we love you. And and she said it just, it, it got her through. It got her through, you know, the, the, the next few weeks because she just needed something like that. So it's, it's you just again it's there's a there's something special about this place and it's about doing something a little bit more meaningful to Keith's point again it's not you know that surface level it's really we we really try to be thoughtful about the things that we do and and be involved in them and um and just and be there so it's just a presence that is different from other places the other thing that i wanted to point out because i i realized that we're talking so much about how special it is here and how amazing things are at heartworks and the feeling and the everything but one message that Megan really tries to get out, and that's why it's so great we're with you today for a broader audience, is that the special sauce of Heartworks, anybody can do it and anybody can have it. You can be your, you can do these kind acts for, you know, people, people can do this on their own is what I'm saying. You don't have to come to Heartworks and be a heart worker, to be able to reach out to your neighbor or somebody you don't even know and just do a kind act. Like that's it's the real point of what we're doing here is not just to do it for Bernardsville, but to spread this message as, as far and wide as we can. And so that's why we have at meetings, we have a takeaway activity, like a little thing that you can take and do on your own. And we are going to be publishing a list of 100 things on our website that anybody can do coming very, very soon to our website. Hopefully then a book, too. <laughs> I see that coming, right? That's definitely got to be coming. It was, but basically the idea is you can do this. When you, when you hear about something sad or something moves you, you don't have to call us. You can go buy a card. You can do anything, the littlest gestures. And if you think that it's not going to matter, you're wrong. The tiniest things can make such a difference, even just a cup of coffee, for your neighbor. I don't know if you guys have experienced this or if it's come up in the meetings, but sometimes something terrible will happen 
and you'll hear someone say, I don't want to go over this. I, don't, I feel like I don't know them well enough and I'm imposing and it will seem almost fake if all of a sudden I'm showing up, but if I don't know what to do. And the inactivity is much worse, I think, than the, but, but what, what do you advise to people when that comes up? Well, there's plenty of even anonymous things you can do. If you don't feel comfortable going up and knocking on the door or picking up the phone, put a sweet card with a flower in their mailbox, drop coffee on their doorstep or donuts or anything. You can totally stay anonymous if you feel uncomfortable, but sometimes people, the, the uncomfortableness is kind of an illusion and you just need to move past it and make a connection. And I think more times than not, you will be surprised how important that is to the other person. I think that's something that Megan has always challenged all of the heart workers to do and we challenge others to do it is get through that uncomfortableness that work through that because that's okay and we're all going to feel that way but push through that go beyond that and again to my the story of my friend's card that was because I, I used to feel that way sometimes I would read something and think but I don't know them well enough I you know I to do something I don't want to just all of a sudden now show up and um, but after hearing her and her response to these strangers and what the difference that that made in her life and helping her get through those next few weeks and that she just left that card out and would just return to that um it made me think absolutely we should be doing this for any anybody that moves us you know what i mean reaching out and you don't have to do something you don't have to show up on their doorstep but write a note let them know you're thinking of them i think that sometimes those those moments with strangers knowing that somebody reached out and cared that much mean even more than you know the people that love you the most that that you might expect to be there um so i would encourage everybody to step up do something if you feel moved there's a reason and, and there's something more that you should be doing. And what are some of the examples that you can give us in ways to reach out? So what are some things that really stick out with you? Some of the things that you do that you really love or people really, really do get behind? Are you talking about things individually or that we do as a group? I say individually, like so to reach out to people in the community who may be going through something or a parent or a child or like what are some so of people listening today thinking, I want to do things, but I don't even know what to do, what's appropriate, what's, what's the best way to go about this? Sure. So, for example, something as small as texting, say you have a friend who is sick or, has, or is grieving or has lost something. Text your friend and say, hey, today I'm going to drive your kid to soccer practice and bring them home. And sometimes just posing it as a statement rather than a question so that they don't feel like they're imposing. If you say, is there anything I can do for you? Everybody says no. Then they have to think even more. Everybody says no, they're fine, they're fine. It's better to just think of something small Say and say, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to take you... I'm going to take your kid back and forth to soccer practice for the whole month or whatever. Or I'm going to run by, I'm at the grocery store anyway. I'm going to grab you X, Y, Z and bring it by your house. Um, there's lots of you um, a lot here. Also, I always think of um, the wreath ceremony. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Um, and that before our December, as part of our December meeting, I guess it's December, we um, do wreaths for all the families that we've helped. And the beautiful uh, 
Christmas wreaths. Um, because again, a lot of people that have experienced loss or are going through some sort of an illness at the time of holidays, it's the last thing they feel like doing is decorating their house or worrying about any of that. But we do these wreaths. We all pray into them. We send them along with beautiful notes. We put them up for people. Um, and I have again heard time and time again how much those, those just little things, like I wasn't even going to take down my Christmas decorations this year. You know what I mean? It would, but just having that on their door and knowing that women that cared about them and thought about them and prayed for them, um, you know, that was a symbol of that helps people. So there's things like we do a lot of things around the holidays for people because that's always a really hard time for, for people that are going through that first, you know, year, 14 months of loss. And we do unexpected things that are like just self-care things. We recently sent a woman who's going through a tough time. We sent her a, an amazing hair dryer. I know that sounds crazy, but like if your hair looks good, you just feel a little better. And or just things that you might not think of yeah. that might seem strange, but it, it just is the little extra bit that makes you feel good for the day. Yeah, pillows, we've done a lot of that where people can just wrap themselves up and, you know, even if they're in a ball crying, but they've got this beautiful blanket that will, you know, pray into pajamas. again, comfy pajamas, just things to really, yeah, make people feel comfortable and cared for and loved. And how, now here's another question, I, and people never know, there is no right answer, but how long, how long do you often help a family? Like, is there a certain amount of time? Well, because we are a nonprofit and we have to follow the tax yeah. rules, this, that, and the other, we did have to just for official purposes, um, define our time frame, and we say 12 to 18 months, okay. um, or it may be 12 to 14, I'm sorry, <laughs> around a year, right. we'll say, around a year, and, um, but, you know, we we do what needs to be done yeah. for these families, but um, that's why we focus on, like, acute grief, mm-hmm. acute illness. We try to be right there. Okay, and, and just because people don't sort of know when the right time, but that's a good at least time frame to work with. You know, and that's where the whole um, taking yourself out there, spreading the message of HeartWorks yeah. is there's no time limit to grief. If you've lost somebody, you know that all too well. And you just, so don't forget that is what I would say. Like, yeah. Do it two years down the road. Do it three years down the road. You'd be surprised how amazing it is to just hear somebody speak the name of the person you've lost and say, I remember. And it's just, when it's been so long, it still is touching. And that there's someone thinking about them other than you. So we're thrilled to be joined by Jackie Ballantyne, a friend of Megan's, a friend of HeartWorks, and a volunteer as well, here to wish Megan happy birthday and celebrate this amazing day. So welcome, Jackie, and tell us about yourself. So uh, Megan and I have known each other for 12 years. I met Megan in Bernardsville when I moved here, and I have to say it was love at first sight. birds of a feather and um currently i practice hypnotherapy and past life regression and uh absolutely love this journey and i'm so grateful to have such remarkable souls in my life helping me along and uh, i have to say megan's been not only a remarkable friend but a mentor she has been a soul sister And she is one of those people in my life who has taught me that suffering is wasted pain unless you transform it to something higher, to the highest good of all. 
And again and again, no matter how messy or chaotic life gets, she's there pulling her sleeves up, getting down on her knees with you and helping you scrub the floor. Now, if that's not a testament to your 50 year, your life, your 50 years of life of what you've accomplished and how you've touched people, I don't, I don't know, drop the mic. <laughs> I mean, that's that. <laughs> that's it. And what she created, this, you know, her other child here with Heartworks and how many people she has helped in her life. It's just unbelievable. You know, Megan is someone I would describe as a volunteer soul. Volunteer souls come to this earth. And they are here on a mission. They're here to help us survive. And I have to tell you, there are so few people that are able to put themselves out there the way she does and do it gracefully. Because I know that for her, it's suffering. I know her putting herself out there is so tough. Her showing up here to receive all of this love is so tough because... I know in the back of her mind, she's thinking, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Because she wants all the glory to go to those who really need it. And that's a volunteer soul. Someone that just will put people and what their needs are ahead. But I have to say, I'm so grateful because I think she's just sucking all this love up. (laughs) (laughs) And she's doing a great job. So... Tell us one of your, and again, we talked about this, everything you do here is meaningful, but do you have one memory, one really significant, meaningful thing that reinforces why you're doing it and why you'll never stop? Without a doubt. Um, Heartworks had taken on a family um, who gave birth to twin sons who were born with a condition that within a few months, both of these babies passed. And it was literally one right after the other. And when I tell you heart-wrenching, they had two daughters at home. These parents were in the depths of their H-E-L-L. It was awful. When Megan found out about this family, she literally mobilized the entire community to come together to bring food to their home, to take down their Christmas tree. Because they're in the hospital with these two babies, and their Christmas tree is sitting there for God knows how long. Anything that these people needed, we organized. And the response that I saw from the community was unbelievable. I recall at the time uh, the insurance companies were denying things because of the condition, and, and we raised tens of thousands of dollars within a few months. Now, this is before the GoFundMe. It was absolutely remarkable. And what was so soul-stirring for me, and I think this was my utter moment of catharsis, we had a group of us volunteer to cook food and take the food to the repast, the church hall, after um, the first baby passed. God rest his soul in peace. And all of us women dropped off food and set up. And you could hear the church bells, and you know that they're about to come in. And the women said, you know what, it's time for us to go. And I looked over at Megan, and I said, I'm not ready. I want to stay. I hope it's not inappropriate, but I I need to be here. I just feel like I need to make myself useful. And Megan said, I'm with you. You and I are staying. 
We served food. We picked up garbage off tables. I mean, anything we could do to make ourselves useful. But this was my utter moment of catharsis. As I'm picking up garbage in a hefty bag, like a black hefty bag, which myself prior to walking in, I myself was going through a divorce, custody, just in my house. And I keep comparing myself thinking, what is that compared to what this woman's going through or this family's going through? And as I'm picking up garbage, it struck me I've never been happier in my life. In that moment, I realized that what made me happy was being in service. And that's what I wanted to focus on, not on the suffering, but being in service. And I looked over at Megan, and I'll be damned if she wasn't staring at me from across the hall with her black hefty bag with that same smile, and it was that knowing. And in that moment, I thought, this is what I'm doing in my life. It's in service. It's, that is how I experience my greatest joy, even picking up somebody else's garbage. And that's how I knew that that's what my life was about. And that's how I knew I was with my soul sister. And how many people she has touched like this. And without saying a word, without instructing you to go that way, somehow... She kind of directs your soul or your heart the right direction, right? There's no lesson. There's no, you kind of, it's a self-discovery, I would think. Do you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Right. I, I think that she, which I think, again, goes to the motto, of, you know, look inward, give outward. I think in a very gentle way, her direction is directing you inward to figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing outward. And, you know... She was one of the first people that said, if you want to write a check, write a check, and that's yeah. great. But if you want an opportunity, it's here, mm-hmm. whether it's planting a flower or cooking or just showing up, yeah. it's here. And that's what's so remarkable about HeartWorks. It gives you so many different opportunities to channel your joy, to channel your love, to channel your giving. Artworks gives you the opportunity to channel what it is that resonates with you. And to channel <coughs> your losses and your grief and mm-hmm. your own personal thing. I mean, Megan will say at meetings, if you're out in town during the day and you're just lost in your stuff and don't know where to go or what to do, just come by HeartWorks. We'll give you something to do. <laughs> and nothing gets you out of your own head yeah. like helping someone else. And the other thing is using your own experience with grief or loss or illness. Because pretty much everybody has one. And, if, and it has been healing for me personally to channel that grief energy that I've mm-hmm. had and that, to put it out and use it for good. It almost makes, I I lost my mom at a pretty young age and doing what I do here makes me feel closer to her. It it makes me feel like I became the person I am because I had that terrible experience, but it's not for nothing because it has made me know how when somebody walks through the door that's lost anybody. It doesn't have to be a mom. It could be a son. It could be a daughter. It could be a husband. Grief is the same. And I can use my experience with grief to reach out to someone else and hopefully be a comfort. So everyone tonight is sharing Megan with gifts for her 50th birthday. And everyone here has received that gift. 
from Megan all along. I mean, it's a gift every day, like you're saying. And even though you're coming to volunteer and to help other people going through something, I would think it's so cathartic for you. Like you were saying, you're, you're not realizing it or intentionally doing it. You're healing yourself at the same time. And that's a gift that people don't even realize you're getting when you walk in the door, yeah. I would think. Yeah, you know, one of the things Megan always says is to be able to give with grace, you have to learn to receive with grace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so hard, especially for women, because we're so used to giving. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels anathema yeah. to accept, yeah. because to be able to accept, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. To allow yourself to be vulnerable, you have to say, you know what? I'm willing to say that I'm on my knees, or I'm willing to say mm-hmm. that I can't. Mm-hmm. How hard is that for anybody to do, especially in this world that we live in, to show any type of vulnerability? Mm-hmm. And Megan makes it okay. You know, when we were growing up, we had our immediate network, our parents, our aunts, our uncles, our friends, our family, our neighbors. That went away. That went away. And when Megan initiated HeartWorks and we started in people's homes just gathering, it brought back what we grew up with. And we know now through research that the people who live longest are the ones that live in communities. Mm. That's true in this world of social media when it's so cold and can be very... When you're saying how, Megan, it's all about the integrity and you lose a lot of that integrity with social media and trying to be perfect and trying to be who you are or who you're not, um, or trying not to be who you don't want to be. Yeah. It's so true, like kind of going back to the days of your neighborhood and you're knowing everyone and knowing the kids and being a part of something is just so much more healing and unless you help others as well. Absolutely. When, you know, back then when something tragic happened or, or when sickness touched your family or your life, everybody showed up. The community mobilized. Everybody cooked food, went to your home, and it wasn't just the immediate. It was long-term. Yeah. We shared life as a community, and HeartWorks has given us the opportunity to do that again because now more than ever you think you're connected and you really are disconnected. People are more isolated than ever, regardless of social media. Mm-hmm. There isn't that, there yeah, isn't that, I would say, I think because due to, yeah, yeah, you know, our kids play <laughs> Fortnite and they're in each other, they're in their own homes playing with one yeah. another. They're not even connecting as a community. They're next to each other playing the same game and not connecting. And, you know, my, my father was not a word of a man of many words, but he said something very profound to me. He said, Jackie, to me, loneliness is the worst disease in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's so true. And when you're a heart worker, you are never, never mind. Oh. No. oh, my God. It's not like the best thing ever. We're thrilled now to be joined by yet another one of Megan's summit so heart worker, Kathy Waitress, uh, one of, on the board of directors, um, a volunteer. And I heard recently respons- responsible for the recent logo, the new change in design, which is amazing. When everyone here goes to the website and sees it today, Kathy, welcome. And uh, Jackie and I were, we were just talking about what a gift. So everyone here is sharing Megan tonight with gifts for her 50th, but everyone here has received a gift the day they met her, the day they walked in these doors. 
Yeah. Sort of talk about the infamous Megan hug. <laughs> you get this, <laughs> tell us about it's the you get this hug and there's this, this familiar feeling like I've known you my whole life and you get this, you get what's happening, and that's the way it was for me when I first met her, and it's been it's just been escalated from that point on. <laughs> so, if you had to tell us today, um, what does heart work mean to you? I mean, I know that's probably a very hard thing to to, con- to condense. But if you could in a few words. Um, you know, it's not because I, I think about this all the time. I was fortunate enough to take on the book club two years ago. So I helped them orchestrate doing a theme every month. And what I realized was I thought I was doing the work for everyone else to get them ready for the work was all for me. So HeartWorks has completely changed my life. And I didn't expect that. I came because they did a lot for my sister who was ill, and I wanted to give back. And I thought I was going to be giving. Well, guess what? It all turned into a receive, and it has completely changed my life. So I experience life differently because of HeartWorks. HeartWorks is about a new community. It's a new way to do community. But like you said, Jackie, when I first walked in, it's the way it used to be, <laughs> but we're trying to bring it back, right. you know, but it, it's, it's a camaraderie. It's a, it's a compassion. It's, it's so many things. They're, the people here are very real, very vulnerable, allowed to be vulnerable. It's, it's Megan is a great leader and she has so much to say. She's a huge spirit and we all need her and the world needs her. Yeah, and I'm realizing we only have about a minute and a half left. I can't believe this. But before we go, everyone, go to njheartworks.org to learn more about just this amazing, as you said, community, group, just life-changing experience. But on this very special night, and with one minute left, can you each give Megan sort of a sign-off birthday wish? Oh, Megan, you, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the world to know you. That's my job. That's my next job. <laughs> Did the logo, now we're going to do the world. That's a great job. And Jackie? Uh, Megan, I should be saying happy birthday to you, but it's really happy birthday to us because we get to celebrate you. Yeah, with you. Yeah. Great. Well, everyone, what an amazing night. If I could only show you how many people are gathered around celebrating Megan's 50th tonight, and I think the gift is what she's given to us all her first 50 years, and we can't wait to see what she has in store for us for the next. So, everyone, we'll see you next week. Um, Go to morefilm.com to learn more about uh, the upcoming conference on June 3rd in Montclair. We're launching our club, an online subscription-based thing. We're so excited tomorrow. Again, go to morefilm.com to learn more about this. Um, join us to learn more stories. Go to njheartworks.org to learn more about Megan and this incredible mission. Maybe to send her some great birthday wishes. Um, and we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. <laughs>